A respondent from the February 2021 Institute for Supply Management Survey telling us, quote-unquote, things are now out of control. Everything is a mess, and we are seeing wide-scale shortages. Good day, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Cliff Notes on the Global Manufacturing Picture. I'm Cliff Waldman. I'm the host of this show, one of many on Manufacturing Talk Radio. I am titling this episode, Supply Problems Threaten Recovery. And for the first time in many decades, supply is a bigger stress factor for the manufacturing outlook than demand. Supply chains have risen, as many of you know, to the top of the national agenda, and we will explore what is going on in the manufacturing sector, not with demand. Demand is hot, but with uh, the ability to meet that demand. In that February Institute for Supply Management, we had very strong data. The Purchasing Managers Index rose, the much-followed Purchasing Managers Index rose from 58.7% in January to an extraordinarily strong 60.8% in February. Anything above uh, 50 means growth, and when you get to 60, you are dealing with um, very strong growth. New orders went from 61.1 to 64.8. The backlog of uh, orders, which sort of sets the momentum of short-term production, very strong. Went from 59.7 to 64. A very nice picture, but when you look at respondent comments to that survey, you wonder if it's in the same world as these very, very red-hot numbers. When respondents are telling us things are out of control, others telling us we have experienced a higher rate of delinquent shipments in our ingredient suppliers in the last month. We are still struggling to keep our production line fully manned. Others have said prices are rising so rapidly that many are wondering if the situation is sustainable. Strange set of circumstances, but clearly what is happening now is that supply chains are the biggest risk for manufacturing. We had nice manufacturing growth in January, topping off a run of nice months of manufacturing growth in the Federal Reserve's report on manufacturing growth. 1.2% in January. That fell significantly in February to minus. We had a contraction of 3.1% in February. Well, they, that is partially the bad weather. We did have a, some rough weather in large swaths of the country this winter, but these, those are seasonally adjusted numbers. And if you look at many past Februarys, nothing approaching a 3.1% decline. That suggests to me that while, yes, weather played a role in the contraction in manufacturing output in February, that, too, is coming from great supply chain difficulties. 
The biggest one is that is much in the news, the biggest manifestation of supply chain problems is a, an acute shortage of semiconductors. Every day in the news, chip shortages are seem to be closing things down, most particularly auto supply networks, auto plants. That's a lot of jobs. So let's let's take a look at what's going on here, and let's get the short-term view of what of what the stresses are right now, generally speaking, the intermediate-term view of what this may mean for supply chain management going past the pandemic, past this period, and then some long-term issues on supply chains. I gave a. Um, uh, a presentation at a Washington seminar uh, about a week and a half ago, and I called it Supply Chains in Crisis. And I think those numbers give us a good view of what's happening. First of all, just short-term supply chains were actually somewhat understandably caught flat-footed. We have never had a uh, rocky volatility as we did with the crash in manufacturing output that was caused by the terrible pandemic, which we are hopefully climbing out of now, and the remarkable rocketing of uh, demand and output growth that followed. Just a changing world from the second quarter of 2020, quarter of 2020. Domestic demand uh, for goods fell by 10% in the second quarter of 2020, but rocketed by more, by almost 50% in the third quarter. Export demand fell more than, six, for goods, export demand for goods fell more than 60% in the second quarter of 2020, rocketed more than 100% on an annualized basis, of course, in the third quarter of 2020. It is really somewhat understandable that supply networks would be caught flat-footed by this. And indeed, what we're seeing is that all the new orders, getting back to the um, Institute for Supply Management Survey, the much-followed, very valuable survey, that even although new orders have been staying strong, they've been staying within a range. But while that's happening, the percent of respondents who say that supplier deliveries are slowing has been climbing and climbed to 72% from uh, in February from about 61% back in November. That's a large climb. That shows stress in the supply chain. Inventory volatility is a part of this story. Obviously, as the pandemic took hold, the ratio of inventory to sales rocketed. We had, we had too much inventory because sales understandably crashed. And then as we had the big um, comeback in the, roughly in the third quarter and beyond of 2020, the inventory sales ratio plummeted, and now it's, it has been falling fairly steadily uh, below the pre-pandemic inventory to sales ratio. One of the things that's stressing the supply chain and causing input shortages. 
Input shortages are reflected in a dramatic hike in commodities pricing. The producer price index for all commodities has just skyrocketed. Uh, in it, and actually has been going up. It's actually been going up for a number of years. In some ways, the commodity situation, the commodity stresses in the supply chain are nothing new to the pandemic, but it's they, you know, the pandemic has sort of exacerbated the story. So manufacturing supply chains in some have been caught by a rocketing, you know, a crash in demand in, in 2020 and then immediately a rocketing reversal in uh, demand. That's the short-term story, and the big question for the short-term story is whether or not this is just a rough ride to equilibrium that will work itself out as demand um normalizes as the world economy normalizes or is there going to be some sort of policy intervention that is needed to deal with critical shortages like semiconductors to deal with pricing issues that remains to be seen it's not something that you can answer very easily because there's not much historical precedent for knowing whether or not policy interventions can have beneficial impact on short-term dramatic fluctuations in supply chain stress. We know what it does for demand, but supply networks are a different story. So that's that's the kind of very tumultuous short-term picture that we are dealing with. Intermediate term, I'm going to suggest that, by intermediate term, I mean two to five years, let's say, I'm going to suggest that there are two implications here for this. For one thing, it's an interesting question to me about whether or not the lean manufacturing model, as it is now, is kind of showing its shortages and its failures, particularly with regard to the management of inventories. For those of you who've been on, who are working for companies, manufacturing companies that have been on lean journeys or in some le- uh, stage of a lean journey, you know that when lean started, the mantra for lean with regard to work in process inventories was zero work in process inventories. They're wasteful and they're expensive and we wanted to eliminate them from the supply chain. That sort of modified itself over time to, um, you know, to uh, adequate, to just sort of, now not adequate, let's call it minimal, minimal work in process inventory. And what I'm wondering now as a result of this difficult experience, are we going to start talking about sufficient, sufficient work in process inventory? So the question of how all of this is impacting inventory management is going to be an interesting one going forward. Second of all, I'm wondering about diversification of suppliers. And obviously that particularly, I thought most most visibly pertains to the very difficult situation with semiconductors. Intel is starting to do some interesting things. As of the um, recording of this episode, Intel had talked about expanding production uh, by building two new um, plants in Arizona. That's interesting. Are we going to balance out where the sources of semiconductors are of instead of being so 
overly dependent on Asian suppliers. Now, all right, that's one thing, but it's uh, and that's certainly the most critical thing now because the supply shortage of chips is impacting not just cars but electronics and things that have very big spillover effects and very long supply chain uh, legs. But there are other things. So the management of supply in terms of diversity of suppliers Will that be impacted in the post, by the pandemic, in the post-pandemic world as we work through a very difficult, very visible supply chain uh, situation? Finally, the long-term question. And there are two interesting long-term questions with regard to supply chain. One is the question of what's going to happen to globalization of supply chains, and some people are half-jokingly calling this globalization. My question is, are we going to see less in the way of global supply chains and more in the way of regional supply chains? Are companies going to be pulling their supply chains out of global networks and containing them more within regional networks? That's started as a question during the trade war of 2018 and 2019. Much of this stress began there. In fact, in some ways, the pandemic just exacerbated some of the stresses that the trade war, some of the stresses and some of the questions about supply chains that the trade war began. Second of all, is digit and somewhat related is tech, the technological evolution of supply chains digitization of supply chains. One wonders if digitization were further along than it is now, would, we be, would it solve some of the problems that we are dealing now with now? Would it solve visibility? Um, it's going to be interesting to see whether technology solves some of these problems or exacerbates some of these problems, and what's going to happen to the technological transformation of supply chains. I am thrilled to say that a very strong expert in these matters from a prominent Washington think tank has agreed to be my guest. He will come on in June and talk about what's going on with the technological transformation of supply chains. Hopefully by June we will be thinking a little bit longer term and we will begin to have these longer term questions. For now, supply chains are, and the problems that we are having with these supply networks and the shortages and the price spikes and everything that the respondents told us in the most recent ISM survey is really the focus now. When the new ISM survey comes out uh, next Thursday, April 1st, for uh, for the March numbers, look carefully at those respondent comments. Are they still talking about supply stresses as much as they did in the February survey? Also, look at supplier deliveries. As, as the um, has the there been an increase in the percent of respondents who said that there are slower supplier deliveries. Those things matter now as much as the purchasing managers index the new orders in this, all of the demand side things, and even output growth, which we'll get later on in April, 
foremarts of uh, the manufacturing sector. So again, we're going to be talking this. I have a wonderful expert from a prominent science and technology think tank here in the D.C. area. He's going to come on in June. You'll hear more about that uh, over, the, over the coming weeks. And we will have an in-depth talk about what technologically is um, going to be happening in the coming year, years with manufacturing supply chains and how it may be impacted by the experience of the pandemic and the post-pandemic period. Until then, this is Cliff Waldman saying we will see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.